Hello, wrestling fans. This is Quint Charisma with the No Name Podcast. And uh, tonight we got back my good buddy, my old tag team partner, Insane Shane. Welcome back, Insane. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Quint. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just, good, good. just hanging in there. You know how it is. <laughs> yes, one, one, one day at a time. <laughs> That's all we ask for, right? Yeah, and nowadays it is. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, last time we left off um, uh, the uh, the episode, we were talking about where uh, uh, C. Bryant Randall Fanning was um, uh, had the HCW promotion, and they were started have a working agreement with uh, Burt Prince's Music City Wrestling at the time. So um, and we talked about how it kind of looked. Uh, you know, benefited more Burt than it was benefiting Stephen Randall, um, and uh, you know everybody's you know everybody's got their opinion on Burt Prentice and everything. And but from you know what I've heard from other people, and what a little bit I heard from you last time, I mean it kind of sounded like it, you know from what I've heard he was up front with with the situation you know and I mean so I don't know what really happened as I said I wasn't there around there but. Um, uh, so, did you ever uh, go work any of the uh, Burt Prentice shows? Uh, part of the um, part of uh, Stephen Randall's crew. Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to do that because, uh, well, at the time, uh, I was told something different. But when it come down to it, they didn't want to let me go because I was hometown boy, and they was afraid to lose me because you know I was putting acid in seats in McMinnville. So, you know, but if, uh, if they were exchanging, so, but if Burt wasn't running on Sundays, why would, right. why wouldn't they let you go? Ah, uh, well, here's what I was told. Uh, I remember, all I think I remember specifically was, we went down with Randall and Steve, me and Jammer did to the, uh, remember uh, the old I-24 Expo Center? In Smyrna, yeah, uh, right off Sam right, Parkway, right. yeah. Right. Uh, they were running shows there, you yeah. know, uh, some people were, and well, Bert was running there, and he said, you know, what, they wanted us to go down, meet him, you know, basically help him set up chairs, <laughs> you know how it is, yeah. and uh, so we done that, and uh, we watched the whole thing, me and Jammer sat back there talking and all that, you know, and uh, next thing I know, and, and this is, the, you know, the, the full truth, you know, uh, Steve Bryant walks up to me out of, uh, out of the blue and says, uh, uh, boys said, uh, I think, you know, he wants to use Jammer, I think, but he's not going to use you, Slammer. And I'm like, uh, why not? And he was like, well, he said, uh, because he got word that, uh, you were sitting back here, uh, making fun of gays. And he says that, uh, well, why would he want to make fun of gays? He said, uh, you know, uh, I've never made, you know, I get along with Satanists, you know, he's a Satanist, you know, because we were doing that gimmick. Yeah. You know, and uh, he said, I've never had a problem with Satanists while we had a problem with gays. And that was the farthest from the truth, you know, because I remember looking at Jammer going, Jammer, uh, when was I making fun of gay people? And he was like, I don't remember nothing. But, and that's as far as it went. So I never got used. And then uh, years later, I find out that he actually wanted us. He wanted me and Jammer. He was wanting us to work us in a, start out working us in a program with Wolfie and Flash. And uh, I was like, man, I mean, that could have been so much experience for both of us. Yep. You know, them guys could have taught us a lot. You know, they might have beat our ass if you guys figured it out. But, but, you know, those guys have worked wonders for us. But uh, 
he didn't, they didn't, you know, whatever the reason was or whatever, they didn't want to give me up. And uh, that's, that's, that's about all I know. Do you think they knew that the working agreement wasn't going to work out and they figured if you went, uh, started doing shows with Bert and when the agreement fell through that you would stay with Bert instead of coming back with them? I'd say that's probably that, you know, and, and they looked at it like this. Look, you know, he's McMinnville, he's Petersburg, uh, he says to ring up and tears it down. If he's not with us, who's going to do that? Yeah. You know, and all that. Yeah, so I believe they were afraid that I would, you know, not come back. And to be honest with you, if everything was looking good where I was at, you know, or with Bird, I wouldn't have came back. Yeah. I mean, Troy taught me from the beginning, you know, uh, hey, don't stay loyal to nobody. You get a chance to go somewhere, go. Yeah. You know? And he did, and you know, which I never did get really a chance, you know. But if I did, I would have took it, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what we were told from the beginning. And I'm like, man, I don't remember this, you know. What if I made fun of somebody? Yeah. <laughs> Who's what, you know? But I mean, now that I think about it, like Steve, man, you know, y'all could come over to better excuse than that, yeah. <laughs> you know, or something anyway, you know. But but that's the way it turned out. Okay, so. So you didn't go work for Bert. So you still stayed and was did the um, the two uh, the uh, McMinnville and the Petersburg shows. Um, so was you still Babyface? Uh, let me think. When we first worked with Bert and went down there and talked to him and all that, we were healed. Me and Jeremy, we hadn't split up yet. Okay. Right. Right. So then, right after that's when you when they split y'all up. Right. Well, I can't remember. I know I hurt my back, and I took some time off, about two months. Okay. And I remember telling Steve and Randall, I don't know when this was into it, but I remember telling Steve that I wanted to do, and I've never even told anybody this, uh, I wanted to do a uh, Mad Amish gimmick. You know, and he loved it. And he's like, man, I love that, dude. You know, and I told him, kind of like, uh, which I, I didn't even watch ECW. You know, and I had no idea they had roadkill. You know, the yeah. guy doing the Amish gimmick or whatever, but, you know, it's just it was something I thought about, you know, and all that, and he loved it, you know. So, uh. Which one loved I it? My, the one, oh, Steve. Steve, Steve did, okay. loved it. I don't even remember, yeah, I don't even remember discussing it with Randall. I'm sure I did, but, uh, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I take my time off and I come back, and, uh, he's like, you got your stuff? And I said, man, I said, I'll change my mind. You know, I'm just gonna still do the Slammer gimmick. And he got mad at me, and, uh, they fired me from Petersburg. And I was like, okay, you know, they're going to let me work McMinnville. But they're not going to let me work Petersburg. Yeah. You know, but but the way they worked it into me was uh, they were like, uh, Shane, uh, I'll never forget. He's like, you might want to uh, start talking to Brian Cheatham or maybe working for him on Saturday nights. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, so that's when I, I did McMinnville on Friday nights after that. And, uh, and Cheatham, I think when they was at the Grand Slam in Smyrna. Was it Grand Slam or were they at the? Uh, this was uh, this was ninety nine, so there's a Grand Slam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They moved. Slam, in, they right. moved in two thousand. He moved. That's when he moved to Laverne. That one building. He right. was a Grand and Slam that, yeah. in Smyrna then. When was that? Uh, what was the? Uh, when was the building that was right there, off kind of behind Gold Gym? Remember that building? Yes, that was. Okay. Uh, let me think. That was, he went, actually, that was the building they left, um... Grand Slam for Yes, that was before, actually, right. that was before, um, they went to Laverne. Right, right. And they wasn't there that long at the, uh... Um, no. 
Because I think I worked at maybe the, two shows there, maybe. At the Laverne? No, at the, uh, the Gold's oh, Gym at the, building. At the uh, Gold's Gym. In Murfreesboro, yeah. Right, right, right. So, I, so they told you to start getting... So you see... So you started doing... Uh, you did still did the McMinnville for Stephen Randall, and then you on Saturdays you did you started working for Brian Cheatham uh, at Grand Slam. Okay, so that was eighty nine. About I mean eighty nine, <laughs> ninety nine. <clears throat> so about uh, are we looking at maybe fall of ninety nine or what, what? About what time period are we looking at? Well, I discussed that with Jammer one time, and he told me he seemed to think that it was late summer. Okay. You know, he said, but, I, I mean, he may be wrong. I don't even remember. Because I was trying to think, oh, man, when did they, you know, can make some Petersburg? And he's like, I think it was late summer, July or August or something of 99, I think. Yeah. Well, I know Cheatham but, was there. I'm trying to think. Uh, he, he was in Grand Slam, and then he moved. Because I was with him in, when he was at Grand Slam in 99. And uh, let's see. Okay, I want to say he started in the spring, late winter, early spring of 99 at Grand Slam. And I want to say he ran all the way up to, uh, I want to say the fall. Something about that building, they couldn't run in the fall. Uh, so I want to say it was fall of 99 when he went to Gold's Gym. Did we go back to Grand Slam before all that was over with? I think they might have went. Well, see, I left. Uh, I worked maybe two shows at Grand at uh, Gold's when he moved when Brian Cheetah moved to Gold's Gym. I worked maybe two shows at the Gold's Gym building, and then I didn't work for him for. I want to say I didn't come. I didn't go back when I went back to him. It was already two thousand. It was summer two thousand because I had just left uh, working for Bert. And it, I want to say it was May or June of 2000, and he had already been in that uh, Laverne, or Cheatham didn't move to that Laverne building sometime early, either late 99, early 2000. He moved into the building in Laverne. Like I said, it had to be late 99. Cause, uh, well, I can't remember. No, I bet it was early 2000, because I, I think uh, I was already doing. Uh, I was already doing the in, uh, the insane gimmick by the time he made it down there. I think, yeah. When I saw you at, at when I remember when I came into the um, when I came back and started working for, because I took some time. Like I, I left him right. I left. I worked it's like his first two shows of Grand Slam. Uh, I, and I left and and went and worked. I think a couple of shows for Shane Morton. I started with Bert on um, the first Saturday. In January of 2000, so the last show I worked for Cheatham, Brian Cheatham at the Golds Building had to be probably October, November of '99. '99, okay. So it, he, so he, Slammer, yeah. yeah. When I left, when I left, you were still doing Slammer. Last time I saw you, and then when I saw you, when I came back to Cheatham in, it was in May or June of 2000. At the Laverne Building, you were doing the Insane Shane then. Okay, okay. Well, where was we at? Uh, which I mean, I don't even know if you've even thought about this since, man. But uh, where was we at when Kevin Jones went on that damn big rampage 
because uh, he was drunk, remember? In the dressing room, you called him, he called you by your shooting name in the ring, and you told oh, him he was all yes. he his ass. Remember that? Uh, yes, okay, that, that was, I think when we left, okay, we left, um, hold on, let me think. See, they were at the um, Cheatham when he left. Like I said, he he went. He was in Laverne. He was there for probably about eight months, maybe, if that. And then he went back to Grand Slam for a little bit. Oh, right, right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because this first show at Grand Slam was that um, fundraiser they did for the, those Captain D's uh, murders in um, in Smyrna. Those people got committed. That that was outside. It was an outside. It was an outside because me and Dieter worked. You and Vandy. Okay. Me and Dieter Brock worked. Worked. Um, you and Vandy. That was his first show from when he left Laverne and went to um, back to Grand Slam in Smyrna. It was an outside show because I remember me and Dieter. We walked in. Was like, where are we dressing at? And uh, they were in that little bitty room. And I said, man, I ain't doing it. And they just built that new addition to Grand Slam on the backside, that big old gym. And I told uh, Dieter, uh, Dieter Brock, which is, was my tag partner, and the little manager guy, Monte Carlo, I said, man, I'm not dressing in there. Because there, there was so much, there was so many people in there you couldn't move. And I said, I'm going to dress over here. Let's go. So we got our vehicles and drove around the building. In the very back, on the back side, they built this new gym where they attached it to the Grand Slam building. And we dressed outside and just walked through that empty gym straight to the ring. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we all sit in. And I saw a few, 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 yeah, a few guys come over there and talk to us. But I was like, man, I'm not going. It was hot. I remember it was, I was, like, yeah. there's, I was like, there's no room in there. My big butt and everybody else up in there. I mean, there was like 25 guys in there. And I was like. I told Dave, I said, let's go. So we sat up, man, we just sat up. It was like, we're not being non-sociable. We just can't fit in there. You know? Yeah, well, but, I don't know, man. I've been, I've been over a week. You know, and then, uh, <laughs> I think y'all came over afterwards because we weren't in a, I think everybody, I think I think y'all came over there after the match and came over and sat out there with us. Because oh, it, it was, it was so hot in that, that, yeah. little, that little room, that little office room for Grand Slam, and it was so tiny. And then I think the next week is when he actually started his inside, back inside at Grand okay. Slam doing the show. Right. So, so yeah, it was, um, so they told you to start going, doing Saturdays. Okay, so when did you, uh, so you said you hurt your back, so did you come, when you came back, they told you that uh, you're done, Petersburg, so when, when did you stop doing McManville? Man, or did you I write it? I, or did you write it out until Cheatham bought him? Bought, uh, yeah, bought well, him I, out? Wrote, I wrote. Well, I mean, uh, let's see. I was there all the way through Randall Steve. I was there all the way through Cheatham, and uh, and then me and you were there through. Uh, who was that other guy on that? That Joe Book. Remember Joe Book? That was way. That was later. That was like oh three. That was, that was then. Yeah, and I was there for that. But uh, well, we had the. Yeah, well, there was the one. There was the. The when Brian Cheatham sold it to the little the little boy the little young guy from McMinnville, the little redheaded boy. Remember when we ran one show and 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 we didn't run we didn't run again. Remember we ran on a Saturday. Really? I, I mean not Saturday. I'm sorry. It's Sunday. 
Remember, it was the Super Bowl Sunday. We ran it at like one o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock, and it's like we we had I think six people paid and. Oh man! <laughs> and remember the old boy's dad said, "Now nah, we're done." What was this? Uh, right, right. Timmy, little uh, Timmy, little red boy, curly hair, Timmy. Yeah, yeah I, I, I remember the kids. Yeah, I remember the kids. Yeah, remember yeah, that I they remember. brought they bought the they bought the um, from Cheatham because Cheatham was done with McMinnville. This was I want to it it was had it was uh, hold on let me think. Which ring did they sell? They sold him the junk one. Oh, that ghost ring? Yeah, the junk one. Well, where's that now? <laughs> where's that ring at today? Probably the same. Well, last time I heard, like, I think it was like a year after that, they said it was just in, they, they sold it piece by piece to people. Like, different pieces oh, for, and it needed <laughs> repair, you know, for parts. Piece of ring or what? Or like, I think people need it for parts, you know. Oh, okay. Well, I think they, yeah. you know, sold it, you know, I'm sure, like, you know, they probably saw the frame and all at once, you know. And but probably. What year was that? that I want to say that was. Okay, how do I think? Uh, that. It was it was a Super Bowl Sunday, and we did it like at 2 o'clock, and I said, we'll be done by 4 o'clock. We'll be done. 4 30, so everybody can get home and watch the Super Bowl. And I like, said, so we had like six people paid. Uh, it was the Super Bowl <laughs> that the. Uh, Ravens won, so that would have been two thousand and one. Okay. Yeah, I should have, I should have that rolled down. Then I it's two thousand and one, January two thousand and one, February two, whatever the first first Sunday in February is Super Bowl. So it'd be the first February, first Sunday in February two thousand and one, because Brian Cheatham took over the first week of uh, January two thousand two in McMinnville. Is his first well, who show. Got the, who got the money from the six people paid? <laughs> well, everybody got paid. Everybody got paid. Yeah. That boy's that boy's daddy pulled everything out of his pocket. Yeah, I'm one and only show. Yeah, they I, I remember one night up there. It was right, uh, It was Cheatham. Cheatham had it, but Gordy and Troy was booking. You remember that? You were there, and uh, they were running late as usual trolling them and so he calls me on your phone you remember that and yeah. and he's booking through me or you know lining up matches yeah. through me and half the workers didn't show up and uh, uh yeah Larry, Larry Valentine works about four times yeah it was that? like me it was like me you Larry Valentine Larry. uh <laughs> who else another person and we put Chris Danger under a hood me and you worked uh uh no no, no me and Saint Saint yeah, uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Bill St. John? Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, me and him worked uh, somebody in Chris Danger, and Chris Danger was under a hood, a manager. And he he, blow, <laughs> he, he was so blowed up, he was like, let's go home. I was like, no, dude, we just hard to match. He said, I can't breathe. I had, he, yeah, he had on my old, one of my old nylon mask I had from K&H, one of my old hot ones, and... Uh, I don't know what he had on, but he had, yeah, it was like, I think it was, it was me, you, Bill, uh, Larry Valentine, it was another heel, and then Chris Danger. And yeah, that was crazy. I'll never forget that. That was awful, yeah, man. I remember that. Because I remember, uh, I remember, uh, Charlie talking to me on the phone, and he said, uh, I'm going to try to get hold of Tony. I'll never forget it. Try to get hold of Tony, and I'll send him up there. You know, I'm like, okay, but of course nobody shows up. I don't know why they didn't show up or whatever. It was, it was like the last, right when they, uh, right before Cheatham 
shut down because Cheetah wasn't even there. He stopped even coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got bad. Yeah, so. So okay, so you were so. When did you switch over to the Insane Shane uh, gimmick? Uh, December. The, I got that on video somewhere, but it's one of those little bitty tapes that goes inside of a you know like a cartridge that goes yeah. inside of something. Adapter, like yeah. VHS tape. Yeah, yeah. VHS adapter uh, tape, yeah. It was December, I'm going to say the 10th. I could be wrong. 99? Yeah, 99. Right. Uh, did you have the monkey yeah. and the rattle then, or did that, 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 that come in yeah, later on? I, I had it then. Uh, I uh, decided you know, to do the gimmick, and I went to uh, the party and novelty store here in town, and uh, they had... A display full of those monkeys. I've never seen any other one like it since I bought that one. <laughs> but uh, I bought him, and uh, then they had rattles. The rattles, the rattles were like two dollars and twenty cents. You know, they were cheap, and uh, I was just, you know, just something different. You know, and I never yeah. that rattle didn't last long. Look, but it just kind of got on everybody's nerves. I think. The monkey, but, uh, you got a lot of miles out of the monkey. Oh, I still got the monkey. <laughs> he's still in there. I don't know where his clothes went to. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> I still got the monkey. But, uh, yeah, I had that. It was December the 10th. I rolled up. See, Bill was training with Chris, champion. Yeah. And uh, they were, and Chris was booking Spring Hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was at the same time that Reno was running uh, that TV, that uh, main event. Yeah, main event. The whole setup looked nice, about the old Saturday night's main event. Yeah. And uh, so Bill was needing to train, you know, so uh, I rolled up with him and his wife. And, uh, and man, Chris had, I bet he had 20 students in the ring making whatever he's making. He's standing there talking to me. And I'm like, man, you're making some money tonight, ain't you, Chris? You know, he'd laugh, you know. And uh, then we get to the back there. I'm not, of course, I'm not on the card. You know, I just there, you know, and uh, a lot of the workers didn't show up, you know. So I actually did get to work. And, uh, but let's just say, what was it? Uh, Reno came in and uh, Chris, you know, called everybody up. And he's like, look, guys, uh, you know, he wasn't very happy. But, uh, he, you know, it was, I guess that's what they want to do. But he's like, as of 8 o'clock, uh, here's your booker. And he handed the book to Reno. Yeah. Yeah, and Reno looked at me and said, you working? I said, I don't know if I am or not. You know, and Reno, he's a good old boy, but he's sarcastic, you know. Yeah. I like him. You know, he's like, how much are you getting paid tonight? I'm like, mm, I don't know. He said, probably a donut. You know, how do you say, I'm like, can I get a chocolate one? You know, and all that, you know. And whoever champion was working didn't show up, so I worked him. Yeah. You know, and uh, of course he didn't give me nothing. You know, he told me straight up, he's like, look, man, you know, I'm getting a push on, you know, my event and, you know, blah, blah. I'm probably not going to give you anything. I'm like, well, that's okay. I don't care, you know, all that. And they completely job me out. Chris, it was a fine, but that was the sweetest ring I ever worked in in my life. Was that, that the, um, oh, uh, that ring, was it real, like a uh, 20 foot and was about, and it was really high, real tall? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was, nice. that was the guy, oh crap, I'm trying to remember his name. He was, uh, he had some, he got in with Reno, he had something to do with Spring Hill. Uh, he was a karate guy, a black fella. King Cobra. Yeah, but it I wasn't the, yeah, he, I think he did go back, but it wasn't the Memphis King Cobra. Right, 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 yeah, right, 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 yeah. And, uh, cause then he, Bert, cause I had to start working for Bert, uh, Actually, I went uh, two weeks before the Christmas show, and, and that's when Bert hired me for the second time. Um, <laughs> yeah, they. 
I don't know, uh, Reno and the guy had a falling out, but he went with Bert because we did our first uh, TV taping uh, at Coleman, 2000, January, like the first, like the first Saturday of January, 2000, and we used his ring. I forget how big and tall it was. Like, you know, it was so tall. I was like, yeah. good grief! You know, it was like the only thing I didn't like about it was uh, uh it had no sound. Yeah. I remember that, you know, yeah, the yeah. were perfect, man. Yeah. I mean, you could probably fall on your head and not hurt you in that one. Yeah, it was, but it uh, had no sound at had all. no sound to it, and um, it was big, 20-foot ring. Yeah, it, it, was, just, it was a big, Yeah, 20-foot ring, and it was it was about five, it was probably five foot tall. And yeah. then it was a 20, and it was a 20 by 20, so yeah. Oh, over the top ropes. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those, you're like, yeah, you know, and uh but yeah, that's that. I remember that ring is that yeah, because he, he started bringing it to uh, Coleman, uh, and we use it at Coleman um, for Burt shows. But okay, so uh, I'm thinking that was the tenth, or either the tenth or the nineteenth. I'm thinking that it was you know mid, you know about mid December. Okay, so that was uh, Spring Hill. What night was that? Like a Saturday night? No, that was a Friday night. I remember Friday. Night. So McMinnville wasn't yeah. running that night. Uh, let me think. Actually, I don't even know if they were doing it. No, it may have been a Saturday night then, because I remember coming out uh, the following week in McMinnville and had a whole new gimmick because uh, Troy and them were booking. And they were like, hey, you doing a new gimmick? And I'm like, yeah. You know? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Well, I don't know, because I remember, see how I got that whole, uh, I don't even know if you're, I mean, you know this story, but uh, how I got I did a uh, uh, attempted suicide. Yeah, I remember. I remember all that. Right. Yeah, because right. I, I, uh, I wasn't. Like, so I was. Uh, I wasn't up in the middle, but uh, somebody told me that. Yeah, told me. And then, right. then back when me and you started uh, uh, taming everything, you told me the whole story and everything. Right. Well, what, what I'm getting at was, I, I did that and come home, blah blah blah. But uh, I remember Randall and Steve had put uh, unless they were doing the. Unless they, uh, well, they, they put a program out that said that, you know, Shane was supposed to be here, you know, but he's got bigger problems than that, you know, he's in the hospital or something, I don't know, something, you know, to cover it, yeah. you know, and, uh, but I, but I, but I, but I, but I do remember, okay, so that was a program from Randall and Steve, but I do remember specifically, uh, uh, Troy and them going, hey, you done a new gimmick? I'm like, yeah, you know, so I, that kind of throws me off, so, but yeah, but it was, the, I know the, it was, uh, so it had to be a Saturday night, so, but I'm still done, I done it briefly. You know, the insane Shane gimmick briefly here yeah. for uh, Cheatham and them. And then it was, uh, you know, of course, insane Shane through the whole, uh, whoever that guy was, I can't remember his name, that booked it or had it when Joe was booking with me and you, but that was later, of course. Yeah. But, uh, well, I know yeah, you were yeah. doing it. Um, when Cheatham had it, I know you were doing you were doing it. Uh, when Cheatham, took, like I said, he took over uh, January 2000 in McMinnville yeah, right, and Because right. okay. I know... You were doing it then, because remember we, um, that was like the stage, remember, uh, it was sometime right in <laughs> when the stage collapsed on us, remember? I remember that. They brought us up there for, what was we up there for, doing commentary? No, announcing, they didn't have an announcer, and they, right, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you exactly when it was. Okay, it was back when all that stuff happened with uh, Jake and Rod, and Rod right, was running, Rod rent opposition, same nights over at the armory and i don't know i can't remember the girl's name was she was our announcer and she went to pam she went to work with rod 
and they didn't have announcer, so they had just some of the boys that wasn't working that, you know, whatever wasn't their match, they just switching people out. So they sent me and you out there and when we got up on that, that. We, so we mean you and you didn't talk. So that even made it even better. That even made it be, that even made it better. But you they sent you out there to to uh do the announcement and you didn't even talk. So we out there I remember we were sitting there mid match and all of a sudden the this thing I know, boom! I'm sitting three foot lower than I was. The stage just collapsed. It just went straight oh, down. I think we last for thirty minutes. I mean, I remember because we were sticking our heads up underneath the the desk laughing because you you're not supposed to talk and you're sitting there, we're both just dying on. I think I peed on myself. I laughed so hard because I remember we just sat watching the match, just looking. All of a sudden. We just dropped three foot. Boom. And I'm like, okay. What the hell happened? An, oh, man. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was, um, I think that was like the summer of 2000, right in that time period. Actually, it was, it's actually later than that. Actually, it's later than that because I went and worked for Cheatham. I came, I went back to Cheatham in 2000, some, uh, like May, June 2000. And he was in Laverne, and and Rod. That's when all that happened. The night when all that happened with Rod and um, Jake and Rod come in there the next night was working for Cheatham and was still in his gear from the night before. Still had covered with blood all over him still. So, uh, so the so a little after that's when Rod started running. So it was probably the so that happened probably into summer of two thousand. That night the stage collapsed. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah, that was a good one. But I, one Roy, I think he did up a couple shows, though, right? I think he did like two or three, and then yeah, I think that Booker finally got wise. Like, I don't know what him and yeah. the. I think did he have a like a lady backing him? I don't know. Who it and was. something happened, and uh, uh, it, I just, yeah. got mad at. Uh, Kevin Jones for going, of course, and uh, I, I just remember, you know. They were, yeah, because Rod everything. was paying people crazy yeah, money to go yeah, work over there. I remember there. Kevin telling me, he said, look, man, I made enough money off that one show to pay my car payment this month. Yeah, they were, like, he was, he was paying, you call me? No. he was, Rod was paying people some right. crazy right. money. Yeah. You know, and, you, you know, know I look back at that thing, you know, I wasn't there the night it happened. I think I was working for, um, I think it's when I was working for Burt. When it, no, 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 it wasn't. No, because it happened in the summer um, when the actual incident happened. I was actually I was working for Tony Tony Falk in Madison in Nashville uh, at Southern All Star out there uh, Excalibur Gym in Madison on Friday nights. I think that's where I was at. Um, I'm pr I'm pretty sure because because I had started working. This is more about me than you. All the stuff we're talking about. <laughs> I was just I just trying to remember dates and stuff about where I was at, but yeah, I was working right. Friday night, so I just left up there like maybe three weeks before that happened, right. and I started working for Tony in Nashville, uh, or Madison, whatever you want to call it, and when when the incident happened, so it was um, I, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> I just thought luckily I was 
I was I was there that night, of course. So, and we'll, oh yeah, well, I wasn't there. That's that's what I was trying to think. I, that, I just left like three weeks before that, and we started working in Tony and that's why I was I would have been there normally, but I had um I started working I back in Nashville. I didn't remember him being there, but he said he was. I'm sure he was. I left that night. But I was talking to Chris Michaels here, you know, a few. I don't know, yeah, he was so there. Ago. Yeah, he told me, he said, yeah, I was there. He said, I said, did you come back after that? <laughs> he said, he said, I don't remember. You know, I mean, just had yeah. been around so much, and he also had a head injury so much. He, you know, he, just, he was, I know, it was. he was there, Stephen Dunn was there, and then the regulars. You know, then he had, right, uh, right. but, uh, but my whole thing was, you know, like I said, I wasn't there, so I don't know all the, you know, I hear the, this side, that, you know, the, you know, the old, um, there's, Three sides of their story, yours, mine, and the truth, you know. So, and I wasn't there, so I don't know. But, you know, and the thing was, Rod, you know, they had the whole thing with him and Jackie, you know, lawsuits or whatever, going to court or whatever it was. Uh, you know, then, you know, Rod was going to start running shows, you know, and, uh, you know, from what I heard that, you know, don't quote me on this, but the Rod was going to run shows to put Jake out of business. But my right. thing was, the, the wrestling wasn't Jake's, you know. Right, right. You know, they just rented yeah. the building from Jake. You know, if he wanted to put Jake out of business, Jake did the auctions. You know, he should have right. did something before that. But, you know, he was hurting the boys that stayed, you know, that you yeah. know that he didn't book. So, you know, and... and Jake did his auctions on Saturday night. He should have ran his shows on Saturday or, night. Or went and, you know, protested or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, he would, right. you know, I don't think, you know, I mean, Rod, you know, he, I don't think he realized. I don't know. Like I said, I wasn't there. I don't know. You know, right. and, but I just, you know, what a little bit I've heard while Rod, you know, did it. And, you know, from what I heard, I'm just going off my assessment from that, which it might be different. You know, it, Rod might not even, I don't know, he might not even said he was, you know, put out of it. He just, you know, was just going to run off his, I don't know. I don't know the whole story, right, but, right. you know, but um, I just know that, you know, it, it, it was one crazy night that I, I wasn't there and I missed. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's pretty much right. That's what, you know, that's what his plans was, you know, blah, 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 you know, no. get trouble and heck with y'all and I'll put y'all out and, you know, all that. Yeah. But it's, a, it, you know, I, just, I, did, I did see the after effect of him coming into Laverne the next night, you know, still had his gear on, still covered in blood, and it's like, wow. And and uh, I know this is getting off. This is supposed to be your your stories, <laughs> but I just remember uh, I just remember he he was, you know he uh, he Cheeto come up to him and said, "Man, I can't let Rod work. What do I do?" I know you know he said he said, he said Rod can't go out there and work like that because he was still so messed up. And uh, yeah, and I said don't I said don't let him go out there. I said I said something goes wrong goes there something goes wrong he gets hurt or hurts somebody. I said, you know, it's going to be on you. And he's like, and he said, how do I tell him? I said, just tell him, man. He said, you know, just tell him, you know, you're you're too messed up, you know. And then it wasn't maybe five seconds. Here comes Cheatham's wife. Ryan, you can't let him go out there like that. And I think he eventually, I think he went over and told him, you know, told Rod, you know, man, I can't use you like him again. You know, and, you know, Rod, I mean, I think that, you know, Rod even, you know, tell you about his demons and stuff. And, right, and you yeah. know, he shouldn't have been, you know, he shouldn't have been out there, you know, at the time. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, he went out there, messed up a lot of times, but he was to the point of where it was beyond what he was normally messed up working-wise. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. 
you know. Well, he, I, I, it's like this. If you still got your gear on, you know, from the night before, yeah. and you're bloody, and you, no, yeah, you don't yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not talking right about, bad about Rod, because I love Rod to death. You know, oh, he, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's, um, he's faced his demons, he's defeated his demons, and, and you know, like I said, he'll tell you, you know, he'll tell you about them. He's not ashamed of them, because it's, but, you know, I think that's what, you know, and that's made him right. what he is, you know, because he's really turned his life around. Oh, know, yeah, and, dramatically, uh, And yeah. really doing good, and I'm proud of him, you know, and I love him to death. You know, he's a brother, and uh, he's a brother in the wrestling business, and, and he's a brother, you know, to me, and, uh, you know, through, uh, you know, Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, I, I'm happy for him. I, I just want people to think, you know, Hey, Quentin's on there talking bad about you, right? I'm not. I'm just telling you know. I mean, it was it was a mess, and I'm sure he'll tell you he was a mess. You know, because you know. But uh, I'm just you know, I'm just glad that he, um, you know, that he did. Actually, I thought when he left that night, I thought I'd never see him again. I I I, I probably told some people that, and I said he ain't gonna make it. You know, he was a mess. You know, but God was with him. He was over. He was. He had something. You know, for Rod in the future because. I, you know, there's no way he, he shouldn't have got into another car wreck, you know, so it, it, it just, you know, it's amazing that he, yeah, you know. I tell you what he done, one it was funny, which it, it was harmless though, he was, he was, you remember Danny? Danny yeah, the Jones? referee, the referee that yeah, right, ref right. up in yeah. Benville. <laughs> Old Danny, he, uh, he was we was leaving the restaurant, and uh, I guess Rod didn't want to go home, you know. And he's like, "Hey, where y'all going?" I'm like, "Well, we're going back to Danny's. It's just down the road, you know." And he's like, "Hey, can I, can, you know, saw y'all, you know, party, you know, we like a we like a dream gimmick, you know, and all that stuff." And uh, so I was driving down the, the bypass, you know, headed towards Danny's, and I said, "Rod, follow me." So he followed me. When well, next thing I know, Rod gets over another lane and goes around me. And I'm like, where's he going? He's following me, you know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I laughed. And then he, and then he got my. He, he realized that I guess so. Then he moved back over to the other line, and he, and he slowed down, and he got up beside me. And I said, What are you doing, Rod? He said, Man, I'm sorry. He said, Hell, I forgot. He said, I just know I was behind somebody driving kind of slow, and I just going around him. <laughs> I said, Rod, come on now. That's why I laughed. And he made it over with us, you know. We <laughs> so you ain't going, going by, riding behind somebody slow because you're following me. <laughs> Yeah, he Okay, so you're doing so. Stephen Randall, they're they're gone. They didn't sell to Brian Cheatham. So you're working for Cheatham uh, in McMinnville Friday nights. Um, Mark Gordy and Tori Eaton's the Bookers when they first take over. Um, then you're doing Cheatham on Saturday nights. By then he had moved to uh, Smyrna. I mean not Smyrna. I'm sorry, Laverne. The that old building in Laverne. So you were doing. That was a mechanic garage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was at one time. Yeah, because that floor was, it it had been so many years of grease and grime. I don't think yeah, they. Don't take a month on the floor. Yeah, I don't think they ever got it up. But uh, so you was working there and everything. Um, I'm trying to think. Was there any? Uh, 
the okay so when they brought you in when they brought you in to um, to Laverne you was doing the insane Shane gimmick was your baby face uh let me think I don't think I was I don't think I ever worked maybe uh for Cheatham down there you know of course I'm sure I was McMinnville because you know being from McMinnville but I think as long as I was working for Cheatham I think I stayed here no you were baby face what yeah, because when I came in, because <laughs> when we came in, because when I came in, uh, you might have been here when I first came in. I know when uh, I came in, he brought me in. Like I said, I would just finished up with Burt's, and it was either May or June because it started. Get, it was getting hot, uh, right. and uh, he brought me in. I worked a couple weeks, and then I pitched the idea because they were uh, they just turned Dater Brock Hill, and um, I, I saw and I was like, you know, he needs, I was like, he's athletic, but he just needs somebody, you know, right. you know, to show him what, you know, he can do stuff, but he don't know why he's doing it and when to do it. I told him, right. I, said, I said, put me and him together. Let us be, a t- you know, as a tag team, you know, and I, you know, I'll help him, you know, teach him and stuff. And, uh, so they put us together and he was doing a, a low budget porn star gimmick right. and uh um Monte Carlo was his manager yeah, and, Carlo. and they put us together for like the first week and I was like we're gonna have a name and I was like and it, I was like we're hanging tough and they're like what I said we're hanging tough I said I said you know he's supposed to be a porn star and I'm supposed to be a sissy so but we're really the opposite. So hanging tough, Dieter's hanging Quentin's tough, which you know. Right. So it's it's you know the little reversal thing. So we call it hanging tough. That's where hanging tough come from. And I know because right. me and him, well, first I think the first program we worked was with you and Vandy at that building. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because if you go on YouTube, go on YouTube and uh, look up hanging tough. There's a video Monte uh, Monte Carlo made. And it's got me and Dieter working you and Vandy one or two times, okay. different times in that building. I remember teaming with Vandy. Yeah, y'all were. Uh, uh, we worked y'all for the belts. We did a little angle. Um, and I think and that's I when we turning on Vandy one time too. I remember that because I remember uh, ended up hitting him in the head with a chair for some reason. So I think <laughs> that might have been when they turned me heel. But yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't I know, I know that we did work. Uh, we did work a little bit uh, in that building. And I said, then we worked the, um, when they left that building and went to Grand Slam again for the outdoor show, we worked, we worked y'all again. And then after that, I don't, I don't think we worked again. I don't think we worked each other anymore for Cheatham because that's right after that is soon that was around the time that, uh, me and Dieter started doing a program with Vandy and Kevin the Thumper. And that's when Thumper come in drunk on moonshine and, was yeah. shouldn't have been out there. He was out there. Right. He was yelling. He took a chair and tried to throw a chair in the ring and it bounced off the ropes and almost hit a lady on the front row. And yeah, that was a grand slam. Yeah, that was grand. Well, that's right. when we went from Laverne to Grand Slam because right, they right. put him and Vandy together. So, so you and Vandy wasn't teaming no more then. So they might have you might have been healed then. They might I just remember. You. Let's see. When he got, it was, it was just kind of ironic, really. The whole time he's on his damn rampage, Brian's in the ring working. Remember that? 
Oh, when you know, he got to the back, yeah. Yeah, because when he walked through the curtain, you know, of course, he just expected to come back to the dressing room. He comes back to the dressing room and it's been demolished. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, you know, and, you know, we didn't even know what's up. You know, and he was mad enough to tell him, look, you know, I love you, man, but get you shit and go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that well, was, you know, because I was like, yeah, he, he, like I said, he, he was, he fell down a couple times in the ring. Like, he, he rolled out. Try to throw a chair in it. Like I said, it hit the ropes and bounced back into the crowd. And I just started looking at him. He's like, and he starts calling me. He's like, he's like, come on, Greg, what's wrong with you? And I was like, and Dieter looks at me and goes, who's Greg? And I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> he did like three times. And the people are looking. I mean, it was the biggest mess, man. And then we got the back, man. I was just talking to him. Said, man, dude, you, you can't be doing that. So, you know, I said, it's unprofessional, dude. And just, yeah, and, and he, he went, went ballistic. ballistic. Yeah, but I yeah, mean. Like, I won't never forget it. He's like, oh, man, you know, I mean, I helped train you. I was in the ring with you, blah, blah, talking crap. He's kicking people's luggage and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, dude. You know, he come up you to know? me about, uh, I want to say maybe a year later. He come up to me and apologized. He said, man, I was, he, he, yeah, he, he said, man, I'm sorry. He said, man, I, was, I shouldn't have been out there. I was, you know, I was, I said, man, I was just trying to tell you, dude, man, you were. Yeah, because he said he fell down, stumbled a couple times, and like I said, I thought he when he threw that chair and it bounced off, tried to throw a chair in the ring from the floor and it hit the ropes, and I swear I thought I was going to hit that lady, and she just barely moved, you know. And, uh, but uh, let's get back on to you. I'm getting way too much on okay. my stuff. But, uh, all right, so, uh, so you was doing that, and then, um, like I said, so we're doing the Cheatham thing. Uh, on Friday nights, basically Friday nights and Saturday nights then. Uh, and then I know, I want to say, uh, all that stuff happened with Rod. I think that kind of soured Brian on the, the McMinnville thing. And then like I said, because he started, there was a couple shows he didn't even show up. And then uh, Troy and Mark wouldn't show. I mean, it got bad. And then finally he, he was going to shut down. And uh, I remember exactly what it was. This he was going to shut down McMinnville because he was it was the time for Grand Slam every fall they would have to leave Grand Slam okay because of the soccer right yeah. indoor soccer because that's where we had a ring at and so he was uh, going from Saturday night to Friday nights because he couldn't get it in Saturday. And so he, so he was going to shut McMinnville down, and he got that boy Timmy, his dad, to buy McMinnville, buy the okay. ring and everything. So their last show was sometime in December of 2000, and then, no, it was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. First of January 2000, was 2001 was Cheatham's last show, because we had done moved from... Grand Slam over to the Armory okay, in Samarna, yeah. and uh, and we so he was done with McMinnville. He sold it to that kid, uh, so he was just doing McMin He was doing um, what well, was Smyrna at the Armory Friday nights, and actually no, it wouldn't. It, actually, let me rack up a little bit. Uh, he was actually he did Grand Slam a few times on Fridays, and then Grand Slam he he couldn't get it at all, so he got the Armory he did on Wednesday nights, and I remember you couldn't do those shows 
on the Wednesdays right. that you didn't come. Right. But he only ran like three shows, man, because we didn't draw like 20 people. It was awful. So then he switched. <laughs> um, so that's when he switched um, from Wednesday to Friday. That's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. He lost Grand Slam on Saturday. He couldn't get Grand Slam all. So he moved the Armory on Wednesdays and ran like two or three shows and. He couldn't get, he, they didn't work, so he was going to go to, he couldn't get the Armory on Saturdays for some reason. I can't remember what it was. So he was got the Armory. Was me and you already teaming up by then? No, no, no. Okay, okay. No. We had, I think, we, like, had a, we did, like, a couple tag matches. Right, they booked right, us together right. in uh, McMinnville during that time, but we hadn't started teaming. Right, But, okay. uh, so he, um... And I'm wasting all your time trying to. I'm just oh, okay. I'm trying to get these. I'm trying to get these times. But I, so he went to Wednesday nights, ran like two, three shows. Then he went to. He switched his armory show from Wednesday to Friday, and he was done with McMinnville. So he said, "This is my last show at McMinnville." So we're switching to Friday nights there. And that uh, that boy's dad just bought the promotion. He said. And he's like, "Well, we'll just keep it Friday." So well, you don't have no talent because I'm staying with. Cheatham on Fridays. I remember you said you were everybody. Basically, everybody said they're going because everybody there's the same crew, you know. I said we're all going with Cheatham on Friday, and uh, that's when I said well, let's try uh, Saturday. So well, you're not going to be able to find enough people because everybody works, you know. Every different, yeah. you know, it's hard to find a, you know, enough of yeah. workers, you know. And he said about Sundays. I said, well, yeah, you could, you could try Sundays. I said some places do good Sundays, some don't. And he said, well, let's try this and. Uh, and he said, okay. And I told him, so what's well, Super Bowl Sunday? And he's like, what if we do it earlier? I said, yeah. I said, well, yeah. I said, we have about 2 o'clock until everybody, they'll be home before the Super Bowl starts. I think we all do okay. And we didn't. We had six people. But, uh, so, you were still, so you were, so I, I had just quit, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get these timelines. Because this is 2001 by then. Okay. Okay, so... Cheatham was doing, we were doing Friday nights. I went, and actually, I had started, Jan, okay, that was, was that 2001? I'm trying to think. I don't, yeah, yeah, it had to be, yeah. So it was January 2000, well, February 2001. They ran that one show. Cheatham had switched his, in January was when he switched to the Friday night at the Armory. Uh, you were there. You you were working Friday at the Armory. Uh, cause you were you were baby. I don't know if you were here or babyface, but you were working for Cheatham then. Um, and then I think me and you maybe I'm thinking we had to have at least teamed up once on those Armory shows because I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I remember specifically one time uh, Archie. And Lee Condry was trying to call me outside. They was wanting to talk to me because they was wanting to keep me. And I didn't know how I found this out, but I never did go outside and talk to them because I know what they was wanting. They was wanting to keep me and fire you. Yeah, that was later on. That's when okay, okay. That was like 2003. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, because I was yeah. like, I'm not coming outside. You know, if he ain't coming, I ain't coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's when we started teaming. This was, uh, so, because when I was with Cheatham, when we moved, Actually, Cheatham ran like a month, month and a half at the Armory on Friday nights, and he told, 
that night he said he took me and Chris got on the side and said I'm shutting down uh, he said but if Gatlin if you want to take it over you can take it over and he looked at me and he said he said will you help me if I take it over and I said yeah so that's when we took over like uh, I want to say March of 2001 at Friday nights at um, the armory because Saturday nights I was working for Porter because I started for Porter January 2001 for okay. Porter on Saturday nights uh, at Nashville and Columbia on Saturdays so okay. so you were there because I remember we booked you I can't remember if you were right. Hill or Babyface okay and then McMinnville was completely shut down it, right. like I said that last show was February and then uh Let's see. The last show me and Gatlin ran, I want to say, was May of 2001. Because I was still with okay. Porter. It was right before I left Porter's. Uh, yeah. All I think I remember was McMillan was shut down. And for some reason, you know, I ended up not having nowhere on Friday nights and nowhere on Saturday nights for I don't know how long I sat home. I know. Okay. You know? We shut down. We had our, I think our last show was like May, end of May of yeah, because it was uh, Labor Day. Uh, was it Labor Memorial Day weekend? Uh, okay. Uh, was not wasn't our last show. It was the week after that. It was our last Friday night show at the Armor. We shut down, and and the next week uh, I left Porter, so I was had nothing, and uh, like the second week, third week of June. Uh, was it? No, 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 no. Oh, no, I'm going too fast. Hold on. No, actually, I had left Porter's uh, a week, two weeks before we shut down. So I had nothing on Saturdays. And the last Friday night show, I was like, man, I got to do something. Because I have nothing now. Because, uh... Because uh, Gatlin come and said, this is going to be our last show unless you want to take it over. I said, no, nah, I, I ain't, you know, I'm not doing that. So, 2001, May 2001, end of May, I had nothing. You had nothing. Uh, I want to say second week of June, I went, I drove to Gallatin and talked to Tim Scruggs. I worked maybe two weeks. And... I was like, I got to get somebody up here to work. I called you and I said, hey. I said, I know it's a long haul, but I said, if you can, uh, I said, if you want to meet me um, in, uh, actually, it was. Well, see, the first, I remember you calling me and uh, I had done nothing, I don't know, like, like you, you know, out of work. You know, I'm like, well, okay. And then you called me out of the blue yeah. and I met you. I think the first I met you at that Waffle House. The first? Uh, no, 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 no. I know exactly where it was. The first. Knock out of your apartment. Yeah, is the week I right. I'd bought my house. It was right, yeah. Did. At first, it was in June. Yeah, I had bought my house and uh, I was still in the apartments of our muscle run. I said, and you met me over there, and then oh. after that, you drove to Mount Juliet every time, and then we'd rode from there. Yeah. But yeah, I saw. I, I, I mean, I was like, I got to get somebody up here to work. You know, so I called you. I say I told Scrooge. I say I got a guy coming in. Uh, can I bring this guy in? You know, I said he's. You know, me and him can work a while. They said, Yeah, yeah. So I was like, So I called you. And I told you the money ain't good. I said if you can get here and you can ride the rest of the way with me. So you came, 
And uh, that was, um, I want to say, July, end of June, July of 2001, me and you you started going to uh, Gallatin for Tim Scruggs. Right. And I think we worked, what, maybe two or three weeks? Yeah, I think we worked two or three weeks against each other. And then finally turned me heel. And then they turned you heel and we teamed up, and that's when we started the freak show. And that's, yeah, that's, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was, yeah, because we both, yeah, because I actually, I quit, I had quit Porter's, I want to say the week before uh, Gatlin shut Smyrna down. And, and that's, I had nothing. And, so yeah, there was no, and I remember I was like, I do something, and I was gonna go. I don't know. I was gonna go work for Shane Morton in Columbia, but I don't think he was. I think he had then turned it over to somebody else. And I was like, well, and I was like, I gotta go somewhere, and then that's when I remember I was, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, well, I live in Mountain Juliet. Galveston's only about. 20 minute drive tops 15 20 minutes you know i was like the money's not i'm i always heard there's no money but i'm gonna talk to him you know i got you know back basically half of what i got anywhere else but you know i didn't have to drive all you know you know 15 20 minute drive and i was you know and got to work who i wanted to got to basically do my own stuff you know what i'm saying so, yeah, right, right. That, uh, means, that means a lot, right? Yeah, but yeah, you were driving a long way, and you, I remember you. Yeah, the first week you come to my apartment. Yeah, so we started. It was end of June. Me and you, uh, we we worked our first time uh, for Tim Scruggs to, uh, each other, two thousand one. Okay, and I just looked down, and we got like two minutes left. <laughs> Well, we timed that in pretty decent. Yeah, and that was all me. And I think 45 minutes, that was me. About me. Yeah, that's all right. We still want to... I just keep trying to remember dates. I keep going back to... I can, yeah. I, I can remember, you know, dates pretty good and where I was at, you know? Right. So I try to remember it from there, you know, try to, of you know, find out where you were at because I can remember, you know, we'd cross paths, you know, in through there, you know. Before we actually really right. started teaming, you know, but uh, right. all right, well, I'm going to cut this because we got like a minute now. It's it's winding down really fast. Um, okay. We're gonna get you back on here and uh, soon as possible, and we're gonna finish, you know, not finish, but we'll uh, we'll start up. We'll start up from uh, <laughs> we'll start up with uh, uh, July 2001, uh, Galton, Tennessee, for SWA for Timmy Scruggs. And and the birth of the uh, tag team known as the Freak Show, Shane. I appreciate you coming on here tonight. And um, like I said, we'll get you back on here. Uh, oh yeah, thank you. Yes, we'll be entertaining you for sure. And uh, and everybody, th- like I said, thank you for those two listeners that listen to each time I, po- I post these podcasts. And uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to listeners. And God bless. <laughs>